Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. How are you this week? Dude, I'm so stoked. I'm I know, so I know. I, I've I'm been so stoked about this episode for, for a little while now. Uh, but keeping it clean every week, super excited to announce our guest this week, special effects aficionado and legend, Mr. Derek Worley. Let's Woo! give it up. I will put sound claps in later. How's it going, brother? It's going good. So happy to be here with you guys. Yeah, dude. Super stoked to, ha to have you on the show because you're also our first special effects person, which I'm really excited to talk oh, to wow. you about. Because oh, I, yeah. I, I think what you do is so fucking fascinating. Like, I think it's so like, it will, especially like in the indie horror world, like it's such a make or break thing, you know, like Absolutely. With, with the movie that we're going to talk about today, they kind of le leveraged a lot of that on cinematography and like camera mm -hmm. angles to kind of like make it so they didn't have to do a lot of that, which is understandable. And the movie's still great, but we've seen you make it so people are getting like disemboweled and their fucking <laughs> heads ripped off and like all, all of this crazy shit. So really excited to talk to you about a lot of that in the Patreon a little bit later. Um, totally. But really excited to have you on the show, Derek. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just a silly little guy from Ohio. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a special effects makeup artist working in the indie world. You guys have talked a little bit about one of the films I worked on being Late Checkout, which is your background I see there. And I uh, uh, love that poster. Um, I actually I, and I won the award for the uh, the special effects and the award show that you guys did a while back. Oh, that was the, my first time winning an award, which was super awesome. So that was really cool. Against some um, pretty stiff competition too. Dude, it was, that was, that was tight competition on that one. And honestly, <laughs> when you guys told me I won, I was like, Oh, ah! so, so rad. So, Is that the so, exact so noise cool. you made? I did. You know, okay. It was a lot more high pitched and I was naked. It was weird. Uh, but um, yeah, no, that was exciting. And you know, it's uh like you said, uh, I, you know, I, I grew up with this stuff and getting to do it all the time is uh, such a such an incredible privilege, you know, and uh, even though this movie we're about to talk to does not have a ton of that going on, it, it still is a movie that is very near and dear to my heart. And uh, when I when I mentioned doing it with you guys, I was I was honestly all the movies I picked out, I was like, I love all these, but I really hope he picks this one. So <laughs> I'm very, very excited about it. <laughs> Well, it was funny too because like when you sent me the list i guess i was just like kismet because i was just like oh, i wanted to do this movie so bad i, I love this movie so much <laughs> no, dude no joke i think that, now when i i don't say this lightly this is genuinely in my top five favorite movies of all time end of story be all end all uh it, it literally means a lot to me and uh I think this is the fourth or fifth time I've been on a podcast talking about it. No joke. Like, <laughs> I talk about this movie a lot. Like, I used to cosplay as the character from it. Nice. I own original art from the comic book series on my wall right now. That's like, so it's, awesome. Dude, it's, it's insane. So, yeah, it's a, it's a very special movie for me. And I quote it to the point where, like, the people who get it get it. Those who don't think I'm just hilarious. Uh, and then I, <laughs> you know, so it's just, uh, it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. So A quick little uh, question about the comic book series, because I did that, see that online. Yes. Is, is this a prequel 
to the movie or does this does this take place after the movie so okay uh so i never i was never able to get a hold of the comics when they first came out and now they're like outrageously expensive but uh the artist who did it nathan milliner uh helped them create like an omnibus that has all five issues in one hardbound and that was just released like last year cool. Holy so shit. i i need to buy that so i can finally read through it but um they took the script for the the sequel of for this movie and then made it into the comic series so it kind of acts as like a prequel and sequel at the same time from my understanding so um i guess now would be a good time to say what it is because everyone who's listening is gonna be like oh my god what what, what is it what is it yeah so derek tell us your choice so my choice was uh the incredibly underrated and undoubtedly 10 out of 10 perfect film behind the mask the rise of leslie vernon Woo! Cheers! Let's party horn. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> like it, it, we talked about it a little bit before we got on here. And guys, like if you haven't seen this movie, like first of all, I don't know what you've been doing with your lives, but <laughs> this, like, I can it, tell you what I've been doing with my. Life. <laughs> <laughs> but but also the big thing to me is like it's crazy. Like you're like you're saying, Derek, that this movie is so underrated and it's so mm-hmm. underappreciated. When Scream is like one of the biggest things that is out there, and I love Wes Craven. I like Scream. But mm-hmm. like, you want to talk about something that's meta? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a no, it's year. it's it's crazy to me. And just like you said, because I tell I tell people all the time, I was like, how can you love a movie like Scream, but have never at least heard of Behind the Mask? Because it's like mm-hmm. they exist in that same kind of world, but it's like Behind the Mask takes the meta of Scream and pushes it to like the nth degree. Mm-hmm. In, in all the best ways and sure like it's not wildly original and there are other movies that have taken this concept and done it like similarly differently but this is just this is the one and i feel like the biggest problem is that this movie came out the same year that hatchet came out mm-hmm. and i feel uh, like yeah. Yeah. hatchet again one of my favorite series of all time hatchet 2 is like in my top i want to say 20 mm-hmm. horror movies ever and with all those neo slashers that were coming out with like hatchet and laid to rest. And I feel like those both overshadowed this Mm -hmm. movie a lot. And I feel like, you know, people wanted crazy over the top gore and tons of nudity and like crazy antics and stuff. And it's like more Daniel Harris. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, you do get some of that with this movie, but it's like, this movie's a lot smarter than your typical slasher. And I feel Mm -hmm. like people didn't quite get it. But I feel like as people see it now and like reflect on it, look, look at like Fangoria in Bloody Disgusting Room Org. Whenever they're like, here's the top 10 or 15 horror movies you overlooked or need to see. This is always on those lists every right. freaking time, you know, and it's easily accessible. You can get it on Amazon physically or digitally. In fact, I'm going to plug myself for a second. When you, look yeah. it up, when you look it up on Amazon and you see the artwork for the digital release, I did that artwork. Fuck yeah. Swear to God. The painting is like, it's it's in a frame in, in my bedroom right now. But yeah, the artwork and it's a shot of Leslie from like neck down to his waist, holding the mask and holding the scythe. I did that artwork. So That is so fucking back cool. Back in like, what, what was that? Like 2016 or something like that? Like, yeah. Jesus. So it's, uh, I, I have had a lot of involvement with, this film and its re-release and its lifetime, you know, just because being a fan for so long, it's uh, 
like I said, it, it means a lot to me and it's uh, one of my favorites. So it's uh, I, I recommend it to everybody. It's on every list uh, when people are like, you need to give me a list of movies to see. And I'm like, this one, top five, like make it happen. <laughs> you know, it's it's just it's great. It's fun. It's it's perfect. <laughs> well, before we get into the other shit, like. What was that like? How did you how did you get in on being able to do the artwork for something like that? Because that's so fucking yeah. cool, yeah. dude. So there was a point in time, and we'll get more into it in the in the Patreon bit, but there was a point in time in my life where I had stopped doing special effects makeup and I was working a regular retail job, which is fine. It's I you know, I love retail, it's awesome. You love getting screamed at by people, it's great. <laughs> um so I was working a retail job. I was in management and I was doing art on the side just for fun. And um, Christy Jett, who was like a publicist, uh, she worked for Fright Rag. She was a publicist for Scott Glosserman for a while, reached out to me and said, hey, you know, they're going to be doing a re-release of the film physically. And we want you to do the artwork for the cover since you've been a fan for so long. Well, they ended up hiring Joel Robinson to do the art for the Blu-ray instead but then they asked me to do the art for the digital release that way there could be a variety of artwork out there for the film so you have the original key art you had nathan's artwork from the comics and the poster he did justin osborne did his uh poster joel robinson did the uh the artwork for the blu-ray through screen factory and then i did the digital art and christy and i had been friends through behind the mask for years and years and years through the convention circuit wow. and you know, I had drawn a picture of Leslie and had Scott and Nathan sign it at one point when I was in like middle school. And it's just like <laughs> through the years, I mean, it just like it, it had become such a big part. So she's like, for us to give back, we want you to do this. And I was like, awesome. So I painted it up. I sent it to them. They loved it. Um, and it's like it, it's dated now. Like I'm a way better artist than what it was. I don't typically paint. So, I mean, I like the painting. I think it's fun and minimalistic, but it's uh, it's just it, it, it was cool that they even considered letting a fan do that, you know? And there was yes. at one point, because Christy was like really pushing me to get back into the film industry and doing mm -hmm. effects again. And I didn't, at the time, I didn't really have an interest in it. So she was like, hey, if I get you a job helping out with the effects on the sequel when we film it, would you want to do that? And I'm like, is that even a question? Like, <laughs> is it, that's like being like, Hey man, are you sure you like Iron Maiden? I'm like, <laughs> uh, look at my shrine over here. Uh, I prefer yeah, pre Bruce Dickinson, you know, but, right? oh my God. <laughs> but uh, she, uh, but she was like, you know, would you be interested? And I was like, totally. And it, it never came to fruition as we all know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got to do that. And that was like, uh, they sent me a bunch of signed merchandise and stuff. And I mean, it was a whole thing and it was, it was really, really cool getting to be a part of that legacy. And uh, I say on every podcast I do that uh, Scott and Nathan, if you're listening, uh, hit me up, man, let's make that sequel. I will do whatever Hell it yeah. takes to make that shit happen. That is my dream project. So let's I will get it. Promote, I will promote the <laughs> shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> dude, for real, because I have, I have Nathan on Facebook. We chat from time to time and it's like, he's so down to earth, so rad. And, uh, I want to get him in a movie that I'm working on at some point. So that dude uh, went maybe... to fucking Juilliard. Like... I know dude. dude, he's like classically trained, like God tier actor, man. He needs to be in more stuff. So he's just, he's, he's so great. And this movie shows, um, 
his skill level is just out of control. Like it's out of this world. So yeah, yeah like I said, man, it's a very important movie to me. Uh, one of my favorites. And uh, again, I could not be more thrilled to be here and uh, talking about it. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully opening some people's eyes to a, uh, an overlooked gem. So yes, if y'all haven't seen this drop, what you're doing right now and watch <laughs> this fucking movie, man. It is so good. <laughs> So, so typically on this show, we'll do our first impressions, which I'm getting a lot of your, and like, this is even like the first, this is just like you diving into the abyss yeah. that is the darkness of this fucking movie. <laughs> Lifetime. <impression. Yeah. laughs> um, so I, I'm going to actually start with Eric and myself. Usually we start mm -hmm. with the guests, but I feel like I'm going to get a lot from you on this one. So oh, I'm, really, yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to hear uh, your first impression of this, but Eric, I know this was your first time watching it. So what, what was this like for you? So I didn't know what I was in for. I had, I had kind of just, it was one of those things where it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna watch this movie. You know, okay, let's find it. It's on Prime. Okay, cool. Nice artwork. You know, <laughs> you know, and then we I sit down and it, you're you're three minutes in and you're talking about we're setting, you know, Glenn Echo, you know, and like the whole and it's it's funny, and you're kind of already in the sense that this is gonna be a very tongue-in-cheek kind of movie in a way. This is gonna be a very self-aware movie, a very meta movie. Um, and as the dialogue continues rolling in and the plot th develops and thickens and that kind of thing, you're sort of, I felt in my experience that I was completely hooked into this. Um, these are the kind of movies that I enjoy in horror where we can be scary and we can play on fear and that kind of thing, but we can do it in a playful and fun loving, um, and at times just like outrageously hilarious way. You know, I, I feel like horror, especially slashers, there's a lot of open space to explore different emotions and different tones and what you're trying to communicate. Um, and this one handled that masterfully, in my opinion. Um, when I walked in, he was like, <laughs> John goes, um, how'd you like the movie? I was like, it was fucking great. It was, I, I would, I, it's, it's less about a first impression for me and more about, I would like to hear somebody's negative first impression of this movie because I don't know what's not to like about it. And I'll just kind of leave it there. Yeah. Because aside from going scene by scene and talking about what I liked about this or this line of dialogue or whatever, I don't want to, <laughs> you know. Uh, so so for myself, uh, this was one of those films. And I, I talk about this a lot on the show where like Netflix, for those of you who have it and were younger at one point in your life, uh, would know that there was a time where Netflix was awesome. Like there was a point in time where like you could find the it's like what Tubi does now with commercials. Like you could find all of these like super like B-list or indie horror films and like stuff that you never like even stuff that you wouldn't find at Blockbuster and movie gallery and shit like that. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about this film was like I saw the mask and I was like, I have to watch it. And I probably watched this probably like two or three years after it had come out. And I remember like sitting there and I had like this giant Papasan in my room. Cause like, that's, <laughs> that's how I like to chill. <laughs> that's just a vibe. It, it is a vibe. Dude. I had a Papasan couch at one point. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I lived in a sunroom. It was weird, but, <laughs> but, but anyways, uh, I remember watching this for the first time and it's probably still the only movie that I've ever seen that intentionally bounces between found footage and regular cinematography. And I think that's fucking brilliant. It's fucking brilliant because there's so much where like now you're just dropped into the movie 
and you're not just following like these people that are following somebody else. And it, they have like these super ironic fourth wall breaks. And like, there's, there's so much that goes along with this film. And I was like, I was hooked in almost immediately. The, the big thing, honestly, uh, for me was when they, uh, you know, they start off the film and they're doing the whole like, oh, well, uh, all of these murders at Camp Crystal Lake and Haddonfield, Illinois and on Elm Street and like the we unholy get, trinity. Yeah, we, we we hit the holy trinity, but we get to the uh, scene where they're like stalking Kelly for the first time. Mm-hmm. And where they're walking by, and you see the girls in their dresses doing double dutch in the background. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This movie's one hundred percent for me." <laughs> also, <laughs> just to, just to not sound creepy, guys, that's a right. That's a Nightmare on Elm Street reference. That's not me. Just like watching little girls do double dutch in the park. Double dutch. Too late. Already called the cops. Oh fuck! <laughs> Interpol! 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 <laughs> Uh, but I, I fucking love this film. Derek, I was so excited that you picked this out. Um, also, thank you, Derek. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are so welcome, dude. Like I said, I and, and just to kind of bounce off what Eric said, the only negative thing I've ever heard anyone say about this movie. Well, sorry, two things, two things. One of them I get, and the other one I'm like, uh, that's just a you problem. The one that I always say is a you problem is people saying, like, it, it's not that funny or i didn't get it like okay i think that's just it going over someone's head and i i couldn't get that because the comedy's pretty fast paced in this that if you're not yeah. like in it you're not gonna get it like you know so uh and i i sort of get that but like to be like uh i don't know that that's a personal thing but um i have Parking a was horrible two stars it's just <laughs> like oh my god uh but uh i've had people tell me they wish it was gorier and i'm like you know same Mm because there's like hardly any gore in the movie at all like you Mm -hmm. see like one shot of like the heart with the post hole digger and that's like really about it like there's the blood everywhere else and uh to me knowing roundabouts what this movie is made for at that time that they made it and uh, hearing about some of the things that they went through while making it i think it just came down to like budgeting in time Mm -hmm. probably because as an effects artist Effects are the last thing you shoot every day. It drives me fucking nuts, and it makes me want to smack the fuck out of people for it. But uh, <laughs> that's how it is, man. Because you know, shit gets bloody. You got to clean up. You got to reset. So mm-hmm. it, it is. It is what it is. So I feel like that was a big part of that. But to like totally fault the movie and be like, "Oh, it sucks," because there's no gore. It's like, bro, you know what? I'm gonna say it. Like, fucking Hereditary was sick as hell, and there's like hardly any gore in that. So yeah. like, you know. Mm-hmm. Be, be mad about that, but the story and the camera work and just it's acted so well that it, it makes up for it in other places, I think. So it's uh, like I said, I, I think one of the other movies I recommended was Hatchet 2, which mm-hmm. is like the polar opposite where it's just like <laughs> mindless slaughter, you know, pull so, out a rocket launcher like for real, like it's, it's crazy. So, you know, it's um, I, I understand those complaints, but. To n- I don't think anyone who's had those complaints has still said, but I didn't like it. They've always at the end been like, mm-hmm. but it, it was good. I enjoyed it. You know, so uh, this is a yearly watch. I uh, I actually got my dad into this movie towards become one of his favorites. <laughs> nice. and, uh, every Halloween we get together and watch it together. So it's uh, it's become like a tradition now, you know, and it's like I said, everyone I've shown it to has really enjoyed it. So I was so happy to hear that this was Eric's first time 
uh, seeing this and, and you know liked it. So that's that's like super awesome. So so obviously this was a movie that opened your eyes pretty fucking wide. So what 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 went through your head the very first time that you got to watch this? Because I know you said you were getting shit signed in middle school. So obviously oh, yeah. this was like pretty early yeah. in so, young Derek's horror repertoire. <laughs> so to give you guys an idea, I turned thirty this year. So I'm you know rel- to it. relatively young. Yeah, now my life's over. God. Uh, We're all dying, dude. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so when this came out, this came out in 2006. So depending on the time of year, I was either like finishing sixth grade or starting like seventh, you know, so it was like that transitionary period. And it's the same year Hatchet came out. And uh, my cousin at the time was working for Anchor Bay as their acquisitions guy. And so he was the one purchasing these movies for release. And he knew I was into horror movies, so he sent me, like, this big box, and there was, like, hundreds of movies in this box. And it had, like, Hellraiser, Reanimator, and, like, Phantasm, and all these classics, but it also had Laid to Rest, Hatchet, and Behind the Mask. And I'm looking at these three, and he's like, these are, like, neo-slashers. They're, like, he's like, you know, these are the classics that, like, I grew up with, and you, he's like, these are the current classics that are coming out right now that you need to like. And I was as soon as I saw the cover with that Leslie Vernon mask, I was like, dude, this is gonna be fucking nuts. And I did I had no idea what I was in for. But it's just like you see that mask, I'm like, this is gonna be scary as shit. And right from the get-go, I'm like, okay, what what is this? Because it's that jump between the theatrical and the you know, the found footage. And uh uh it just it grabbed me right away. Like I was cracking up at the stuff that was being said. Uh, but I was super invested in the characters and the story that as it was, you know, flowing. So it just it just it blew my mind that I didn't know a movie like that could exist. You know, like I had seen Scream, but it was like, eh, it's all right. Like, I like Scream, but this was like on a whole nother level, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just it blew my mind. And as a young person who was wanting to get into film, it was just like this this is like a holy grail yeah i get it yeah this is the kind of movie i want to make you know so uh it was it was just definitely like a very uh uh impressionable thing especially the comedy in there like definitely helped pave the way you know for some of the stupid shit that i say so it's uh (laughs) gold stars all around to everybody who was like a part of the writing team yeah 100 percent and, and like before we get into this, I do want to mm-hmm. say that like again we keep referencing Scream for you guys because again mm-hmm. like that's the comparison of the meta. This is the one that you know. So, yeah. yeah. Well, h- here's the thing: was I saw Scream after I saw this. I had never seen. Wow. Scream. So when I saw Scream, that's why I'm not a big fan of Scream. Was like I saw that and I was like, this is like a worse version of Behind the Mask. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> It's just Leslie Vernon stabbing Ghostface in the back. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> oh man! But getting into it, um, and getting into some of the the plot points of this, you know, because again, this movie is so much fun. Um, and the first thing that I put on this is it's a, it is a baller score to it. Like mm-hmm. the the people who scored this movie did a fantastic job of just absolutely. Having, like, it's creepy when it's supposed to. It's rock and roll when it's supposed to. It's cruising mm-hmm. when it's supposed to. And it's it, it, and it's great. Um, and, and we meet what like because the opening scene is a scene that we'll actually come back to 
weirdly mm-hmm. enough, because it opens up with Kelly, who is a character that we, is in high school and is supposed to be. They keep calling it the survivor girl, which I thought mm-hmm. was funny because like we already had the final girl mm-hmm. like moniker by this point. But I was like, oh, maybe they're just like not trying to, you know, make a meta reference. And I'm like, they're literally talking about Halloween, <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street, right. fucking <laughs> Crystal Lake, um, which, you know, we kind of get that first little glimpse of uh, Leslie Vernon. And then we go into um, this mockumentary style footage of having. Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Taylor. Mm hmm. Uh, who is like talking to the cameraman Todd and being like explaining he's like she's like the shittiest troop uh crime podcast ever because she's just like <laughs> half of this shit is mystical. I'm pretty sure Freddy Krueger kills you in your dreams. And like if this has been which which was crazy because like this film kind of puts everything as canon. Yeah. <laughs> to me, that was like... the thing that struck me immediately was that we all exist in the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> It, and that's kind of one of the things that like first grabbed me about it too, is I was like, okay, so this is like making it all, you know, ex- and it, we'll talk about it later with Scott Wilson's character. Cause there's some fun fan <laughs> theories behind that one, but it's like, it, it, it's kind of cool. Cause he's like, we have Freddie versus Jason and stuff like that, but it just kind of legitimizes how all of this exists and it's all real. And it's like, okay, this is a real problem. You know, the mm-hmm. it's kind of like the comic book series Hack Slash, like all the slashers and stuff like that. Like they're that they real and uh, people recognize. And that's like their version of like, like you said, true crime. And it, it kind of <laughs> feels like and I kind of wrote down here. I was like, it kind of kicks off like a MTV behind the music, but yeah. like of the horror world, because they're like <laughs> kind of like following, uh, you know, the making of this person, you know, mm-hmm. and right away giving you kind of the background behind Leslie Vernon and it's already like a story that you totally buy into it sounds like a campfire story or a local legend (laughs) and it's so well you know conceived that I'm just like okay I buy it like (laughs) let's go (laughs) and then the possessed boy was thrown over the waterfall the heir apparent to the unholy trinity you know it's so funny it's like oh my god it's like dude yeah. Uh, whoever came up with this like bravo man <laughs> yeah, I, I was actually in tears when they like they go to put the camera down after they're doing like the initial like uh mm-hmm. footage with everyone and taylor goes did i sound okay i really wasn't sure and todd just goes yeah it was tight <laughs> dude some of todd's lines in this todd todd and doug like i want to yeah. spin off with just those two guys too because they're fucking hilarious through that well, whole only movie. one of them can She's be in like, it, unfortunately not, what was it like uh, not not to diane sawyer like it's just yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's oh my god she, like, because it's like, her hair yeah. because you know that if you've ever worked on like a podcast like this when you're not recording the shit that you say and it's like but they're catching it in this you know <laughs> if you've ever worked on the movie what's being said behind the scenes it just it it gives it that that layer this movie's like an onion with with just the layers of, <laughs> of shit going on dude it's oh my god yeah, so i have to so tell funny. people all the time i'm not recording right now you can say whatever you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh so we almost immediately go into uh the house right like you're like mm-hmm. you're saying we have like the introduction we give the the folklore tale uh mm-hmm. of leslie vernon 
and uh we meet leslie outside of his house because like taylor's like knocking on the door and taylor like appears outside <laughs> it's just like <laughs> and now i'm over here yeah now, now i'm over here <laughs> which was great because like uh we'll, we'll, like what it was like that michael jackson super bowl performance where he's coming out of multiple yes and he's like popping <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> 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 and, and like this is like i i love jovial killers like this like it feels very art the clown because he's like no nah, i'm just fucking with you yeah. like it's fine <laughs> absolutely he, he has a lot of humor to him with like everything he says and does and it's just like through the whole movie like not jumping too far ahead but it's like you start to question like is this guy for real like he's way too funny and having too much fun with this that there's no way this guy is going to become some kind of crazy monster but Boy, howdy, does he? But it's just mm-hmm. like through through this first interaction, you're like, did they find this guy on Craigslist? Like, mm-hmm. what what is this? You know, because he's yeah, just so chill. You know, he feels like he takes his aunt to pick strawberries. Like, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> We're making pie later. You know, and they go inside. He's like sorting through his mail and like talking about his like pet turtles and shit. And it's like, uh, Church and Zoe. Church and Zoe. <laughs> They're little sweeties. Well, not him, but. uh but yeah, you could pet bites. him. It's like he bites. <laughs> he goes, I leave them all the time for weeks at a time and they just won't die. <laughs> yeah, and I actually right. He's she she's like, Yeah, turtles are good like that. You know, they got a lot of feng shui. He's like, Yeah, I only like to keep pets you can eat, and then just walks away. It's like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> and that's one of those humor bits. I feel like it just goes over people's heads. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, when I watch it with them, I was like, how did that not crack you up? Laugh right now. I'm going to beat you. It's just like, oh, yeah, my dude. God. You like put their face to the screen. Laugh. That's, Laugh! A real, that's a real thing for me. And I have like turned movies off before if people aren't enjoying it to the degree that I did. It's like, what's the fucking point? Why are we here? I turn it off for texting. Like if you're on your phone while we're watching a movie that I've seen already, I per- I take yeah. that as a personal offense. <laughs> Uh, but my, one of my favorite parts about this scene is, and I didn't notice it the first couple times I watched it, even though like the camera is literally on it, was where he's reading books about the greats like Houdini yeah. and Copperfield, mm-hmm. and I I guess some people we can't talk about anymore thanks to Epstein's list. But like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, like it, it, the concept of like he is the he's trying to be the ultimate uh, master of escape. And like, mm-hmm. and it transcends a lot of the ideas in this movie. And when I, when I talk about like the fourth wall break in the beginning of this, it's because it's this interaction that you're, that this movie has with the audience. That's so crazy where they're explaining to you. And sometimes ironically, how slashers work, why they do like, mm-hmm. and, and like, mm-hmm. of course I was walking slow. I was trying to, you know, maintain my my energy for later kind of shit and like it yes i do have a copy of gray's anatomy yes (laughs) i wouldn't recommend reading (laughs) it for kicks but (laughs) (laughs) but there's so much shit like that that like they are literally explaining to you the i and really brilliantly the idea of what a slasher is and like fundamentally and that's the craziest part because again it's it's almost shrouded by how much comedy is in this fucking movie and it's it's interesting because it it, like again it it is meta and it is kind of played up for jokes but the writer has even openly said you know when he wrote this movie 
he fell asleep watching Halloween and he was feeling doubts about his ability as a writer. And he said, you know, falling asleep that night watching Halloween, I thought, man, I wonder if Michael Myers ever felt doubts about being a slasher. Like having that. that as like a career path, you know, and it's like, I love that. That was his inspiration for writing this. You know, it was like, I wonder if like Friday the or Saturday the 14th is like the day after Christmas for Jason. It is like, <laughs> what is like this is the path people choose. And it, Leslie even says that when he's like, you know, you chose journalism, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, when, I made a choice when they, when they put it in this, that like, this is a choice. This is a career path and a life, you know, destiny that these people have chosen to pursue and chase and a dream Provide that a Leslie has. And it's like, there has to be a way to do it and to become like those. If you exist in a world where they exist, it just makes sense. It's like someone dreaming of being a, rock star or a filmmaker or a doctor or an astronaut those things exist so if freddie and michael exist why couldn't you be like them you know so i kill people i I kill people it's what i do you know it's got that it's a dirty job but somebody's got to do it absolutely so so you know they make it so practical by having him reading like books by houdini and stuff like that and it just like Mm -hmm. it again that just adds another layer to how they're doing it showing him like working out doing his cardio bits and killed me uh, one, one of the next tears dude i was in tears you gotta run like a, f- a freaking gazelle do you know and how much like, cardio oh, i have to do <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else is running their asses off uh, <laughs> it, dude, it kills me every time he's like, like kickboxing I, on the back he's like sweating and it's just oh my god he's like come on we got work to do and then they go out like do this drive-by stalking and the way he's like talking about it and it's like he's like oh sorry that's that's an industry term and he'd be like so pretentious <laughs> about it and you're just like god who is this guy you know it's it's uh it's wild but even recognizing in that scene where he's like you know oh those are the jocks you know that's your bread and butter right there those people don't really <laughs> run you pad your numbers with those and it's like <laughs> yeah these uh stereotypes that are like not like oh there's there's truth behind it you know that's like that's what it is it's... acknowledging that the stoners are going to be slower <laughs> you know it's it's fantastic yeah, they don't they don't give much chase you know yeah. but it's, it's just like oh my god he like freaks out when he's like oh did you see that she sensed me and i'm like what? <laughs> the virgin sensed me this is like oh my god and they're like that's like no virgin i've ever seen <laughs> right and it, 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 she's like so is this the girl you've been talking he's like no yeah. i just just found her and it's like yikes bro like how, how many high school girls are you stalking out here man this is like a little little wacky but uh <laughs> he's got his oh own portal like in the fucking school <laughs> And that, that to me is the source of like true terror with slashers. It's not the supernatural shit for me. It's the fact that serial killers do fucking exist, you know, and they yeah. do plan this shit out and that kind of thing. And that's what's so intriguing about this as a subgenre of horror to me. Well, it's also Absolutely. like, it's not off the cuff. Yeah. Though. You know, that that's the thing about slashers too, is there's a lot of off the cuff. This is a very calculated, this is like mm-hmm. someone who has studied under the Mr. Miyagi of murder. And there's like, even like dialogue about like how nowadays they've got time to prepare. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what's kind of like, I think definitely kind of rounds us out as a black comedy that like when you're watching this and in that scene, like, yeah, it's played up for kicks and there's like jokes about it. He's like eating like gummy bears through the whole scene. Right. And it's like, but 
when you like stop and really think about it, it's like, bro, this is like a real thing. This is something people do and then actually go out and fucking kill somebody. (laughs) It's kind (laughs) of like crazy to think about that because they they're taking something that's very real, very horrific, and they're making it so hilarious. Uh, And that's what kind of makes it like even more horrifying. And it's like you're kind of laughing about it, but then it's like. Oh God, am I a sick fuck? Like I might be, you know. Yes. He's <laughs> like sitting like, there painting his nails black yeah. in the van. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's it's so wild, you know. Um, but yeah, it's 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 just interesting seeing it from that perspective because again, it's just like he's he's like you know I I can't just sit here and tell you kind of backtrack it a little bit, but like he's like I can't sit here and tell you why I do it. You know, there's so many reasons why we do it, but I can mm-hmm. show you how. And uh, it's it just again, it, it just reminds me so much of watching like a uh, one of those shows on the Discovery Channel. Like, how how was it made? And, uh, you know, like <laughs> much behind the music, like you get to see how these greats uh, make these things and uh, and how it, the inner workings of it. And uh, yeah, like which, Nikki Six putting a bottle of Jack in his butt and just drinking. Yeah. It from and it's there. like, wow, is that how you make shout at the devil? This is amazing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just it's it it's just so well written in in that in that aspect but uh moving on i think i think one of the one of the next scenes is when we meet eugene, eugene. And, yeah, yeah yeah it's it's i forgot eugene. how early on he's introduced like pretty yeah. early on yeah the i mentor. love that character he's so fun <laughs> yeah and jamie was hot <laughs> oh my god I, I kind of acknowledge that he's like, oh, and Jamie's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> he's like walking up to the door. He's like, <laughs> but and, and, oh my god! And actually, like, I, I know this happens like later on for uh, in the movie, but I wa- I do want to talk about this real quick with uh, Eugene and Jamie because my favorite piece of dialogue in this entire movie is between them because it felt like it just totally flopped what I thought was happening because they're talking about the idea of uh, the chase the mm-hmm. the next time. And like, you know, we're back to cardio again mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they, he um, Leslie is talking to both Eugene and Jamie about it. Obviously Taylor is still there because she hasn't, fucking decided to walk away by this point mm-hmm. um but uh uh jamie makes the comment yeah i was fast wasn't i and you would think that it was because she's the final girl and then eugene turns around and goes yeah i couldn't quite outrun you and i was just like oh, oh. Was Jamie the slasher the whole time? Like, the oh my dick. god! Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it makes you, it makes you wonder. And it's just like that's, and that's what I'm talking about, man. The writing of this is there's so many layers to it, and there's things you don't catch. And I, I do recommend people watch this two or three times. Yeah, totally. I feel like totally first, first time, you know, you get it, you enjoy it, but then it's like the second or third time, you really start to pick up on stuff you didn't before, mm-hmm. especially towards the end once everything starts to unfold and you really realize what's actually happening mm-hmm. um it, it gets it gets pretty pretty crazy with that but yeah i mean it's with the eugene character you know they kind of uh bring it up what, what you were mentioning before you know they they have someone who was a slasher is now retired that mm-hmm. has kind of acted as a uh a mentor if you will 
a Mr. Miyagi of murder for and you know what's funny I I met Scott Wilson at a horror hound convention in Cincinnati like fucking 10 oh, years, nice. years ago and and we we were in the elevator and I didn't want to like bother him anything and he was just like hey how's it going I was like good good I was like man I don't want to bug you but I just gotta say I loved you in behind the mask rise, rise of Elizabeth he's like Thank you so much. I Aww. loved working on that movie because everyone's all about Walking Dead and stuff. But I'm like, Bro, yeah, like, yeah, running. you know, <laughs> it's a, it's uh, it's crazy. And and, and again, because uh, Robert England's in this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, I worked with Robert England on my first ever movie, uh, Fear Clinic, and that was the first thing I told him when I was in a room with him. I was like, Bro, Behind the Masks, like my favorite movie, and he's like. <laughs> That was one of my favorite movies I've ever worked on. That's all, amazing. Yeah. Oh, you know, so and it's, uh, it's, it's, you know, but you have, you have that, that type of character in there. And he's, uh, you know, talking about like, you know, how he's kind of taking Les Landers wing and kind of showing him the ropes and teaching him all the ins and outs of this as a mm-hmm. retired slasher. And he's talking about like, you know, oh, you know, back in the day, you know, we'd kill, you know, a group of co-eds and then that was that, you know, now people like Freddie and Jason, you know, they cranked it up to the next level. And when he was talking about that, it kind of made me realize it was an allegory for horror films. It was. Yeah. This is, this is my favorite exchange in the whole movie. Yes. Because he's talking about like, because the rumor is Eugene is supposed to be the killer from black Christmas. That's the fan theory. Oh, okay. Okay. He talks about it, the time period and stuff like that. Like the fans think that that's who he is. And the, he's talking about how when in his day, horror movies, if it was a slasher, you know, you'd get a little body count, you'd fall off the face of the earth. But then when all these bigger franchises came out, bigger body counts, you know, crazier gore, over the top, big, bombastic, and it, and it changed everything. And it, it did with films. And he's like, now, you know, they've, they've gotten sloppy and they're doing this. And, and I feel like they're talking about like, <laughs> remakes and they're talking mm-hmm. about movies like scream and movies like you know probably taking a shot at movies like hatchet like realistically <laughs> those motherfuckers and they're, you know and because you know they are and it's just that is something i only realized within the last like three or four years of rewatching. like mm-hmm. this is totally an allegory for that you know and it's like 100 percent and, and i i always knew he was talking about these other slashers but not mm-hmm. that it was going that step further of being that self-aware of like comparing itself to these other films Mm -hmm. and uh i just think that was such a clever way of presenting that because again if you are existing in a world where those films are real life of course you would uh compare it like that and i just i absolutely love that and taking that a step further i mean you were talking about i don't i don't know how to explain why i do what i do right Mm -hmm. this is this is where eugene says well those boys turned it into an art form it was about creating an experience for everybody that was involved and Mm -hmm. an art form i mean the way like i'm a musician and a writer john is a musician and a writer and a chef Mm -hmm. and we we all do i mean you do what you do we all do creative shit and what you're doing i mean when you really like sit with that for a second you're like you know i don't know how to explain it any better than just saying i'm trying to create an experience for somebody else absolutely so hilarious because that he says that was a radical change in philosophy mm-hmm. you know when it, these guys were coming back like a curse every single year sequels he's talking about sequels absolutely yeah get rid and, and of he it. was angry about it because they but, had this was the most brilliant part of that entire scene i mean obviously the dialogue was incredible 
But my favorite part is Eugene is like sitting there chopping a carrot with and the it, knife skills. It <laughs> comes back down and it's just like minced. It is minced carrot paste across the fucking the cutting. It's the board. sound effect that he does. It goes like, and it's like, holy shit, dude! Like it, dude. It was like a Mac ten going off. Jamie so goes, funny. "That was nice. Go start the grill." <laughs> and Leslie's like laughing in the background, and Taylor's like, "Oh my god, yeah. this guy's dangerous." <laughs> so so funny I and also it. real quick we did go over the fact that like uh when they got there jamie was like i don't know he's probably in the backyard i've been busy all day so <laughs> U- eugene had buried himself in, a in, a- in the backyard to make sure that he could still hold his breath long enough they get over there days. Like, oh my god he's you said he was here for like a couple hours not three days yeah he was in the sensory deprivation shank. He's like, Tuesday? <laughs> and he's like, bro, which, it's Thursday. <laughs> which is fucking not what that is. <laughs> That's an oil drum in the ground. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? And it's like got like a little pillow in there and stuff. And it's just like, oh, my God. He's like uh, so Robin funny. Williams and Jumanji. What year is it? <laughs> literally that it was yeah. oh my god that that scene absolutely slays me every time and there's like all right get your feet under you and they're like and he's like oh, oh so, so good oh, after incredible. dinner there this is this is also great everything with eugene i'm 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 nickel and diming these a little bit but like everything with eugene in, in my opinion was just slightly elevated above the rest of the uh, movie yeah just because it added the layer of the mentorship to it when mm-hmm. they're talking about the ancillary kills, like, do you go for the librarian? Do you go for the the friend? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I don't know strategically if that makes sense in this context. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's He's like, just... I want to do that. You know, does, does she have anyone that's close to Like, is there a homeless person that she talks to, you right. know, when she's like, <laughs> on, and it's just like, so what? This, this, and it's like, and again, I always put myself in the shoes of like Taylor and Doug and Todd. And I'm just like, I, I would think this is a joke. Like, there's no way I would be buying into this, this whole, like, because it's like, how, how do you feel safe doing? It's, it's almost like what we do in the shadows in a way where sure. it's like, how do you feel safe enough to be among these people without thinking it's a joke? And that like, clearly they're vampires, but in this, it's like, is this guy just unhinged? Is this a joke? Are we doing this for real? What? Mm-hmm. But when they start talking about this, I, I would start really questioning uh, the people I'm associating with, because mm-hmm. it's just like it's uh it's it's getting wild at this point. And Agreed. it's, it's where I feel like this is a turning point in the film where it does start to lift off a little bit because um it's right after this when he plants the uh um the article the at the yeah. at the at the library. And that's where it kind of <laughs> gets real wacky because uh, Zelda Rubenstein from uh poltergeist the, makes her appearance the regina monologue yeah. as we put the, it the, the, uh, the regina Regina <laughs> monologues um this has one of my favorite uh just kind of it's not really a throwaway line but it's definitely one of those you have to get it to get it where he's talking about nowadays a lot of what we do is cgi oh my god <laughs> absolutely dude. sent me and i thought oh. you as a special effects dude. aficionado but <laughs> that is one of my favorite lines that it's like again it, it, it is kind of like a little like it, it will go over your head, but he was like, "Yeah, check that out." She's like, "Wow, is that like a real?" He's like, "No, it's that's uh, you know, I photoshopped it." Blah blah blah. 
She's like, that's it. And he's like, well, you know, a lot of what we do is CGI. And then it's like a hard cut to the next yeah. scene. And that, that's what kills me about it. It's the line in that hard cut. Dude. Some of this, and some of this, correct me, like if you guys felt the same vibe, I got a lot of this is spinal tap out of yeah. these. Oh, totally. Scenes, oh, you know, totally. And that kind of thing. Same so humor. Yeah. Same <laughs> humor. Fuck the napkin. Hard cut. <laughs> yeah. and, yes. and like, Go like going into this next scene, like being in the library. Like, but I, I think my favorite part was the fact that they like because Leslie keeps scaring them, mm-hmm. and, and like he pops up and Todd's like, "It's <laughs> just like keep it down." And I'm like, "Bro, you just scared the fuck out of everybody." And you're he's, over here like, "Ah, hey, chilling. It's all right." And it's like you're scary, dude. They <laughs> like, he's like, and, uh, I, know, "I know, Daddy." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, thanks." God. Um, but it, it up comes my favorite line in the movie uh, when, you know, it's obviously he's planted this and his quote unquote survivor girl is going to find this article that kind of connects her to mm-hmm. his backstory. And um, it, it was the moment where he first alludes to, hey, I'm going to probably kill my first person tonight. And he says, uh, it's getting wet in here tonight. Lace your boots up, kitties. And uh, it, and I just, I love that. Because then right after that, he's like, oh, Paradise Lost. Found yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Put it back on the shelf. It's like, what the fuck? Uh, it just, and I again, never so, noticed that before. Yeah. This watch through yeah. is that that was Paradise Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, it, I, I actually, I say that line on every movie set I go work on. The first day that we do a kill scene that's going to require lots of blood and stuff. As I say, <laughs> lace your boots up, kitties. We're getting wet in here tonight. And then we get right into it. No, half yeah. the people don't get it. And they think I'm just being a, uh, an idiot, but which I am, but, um, and then the, half the other people get her like, ah, Leslie Vernon. And I'm like, Hey, we're best friends now. But, uh, this is our first really good look at him in the costume. Yeah. And, uh, and also kind of like a weird, scene as well um because, because zelda who has the creepiest voice in the history of anything ever <laughs> uh goes over the story of how like uh she has a connection to leslie that would make him her like illegitimate like great great uncle or something is that some your nonsense. uncle <laughs> yeah she's, yeah she's like well if that's the case then that would make leslie she's like listen he's dead and then he like pops up behind her with the scythe and she's like ah and it, that first look at the mask, it's like, oh, God, what is that? Because up to this point, it's just been kind of blurry in the background. And, She's uh, also you, three feet tall. So he is just like towering, like towering over, over her. And it's like, oh, and Nathan's not a tall guy. Like, I'm six foot tall. And he came up to like here to me. So he's like not tall, but he looks larger than life in every scene. That's he's why in they that got costume. her. On. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So he's like over here. He's like, swing, like brings that scythe up. And then we're introduced to Robert England's character of yeah. Doc Halloran, who's like, enough! Like, oh, has that gun? We up got an Ahab! I grin you know, and thou starts taking shot. And he like, he, like, kills Zelda's character. <laughs> you don't really find out, because there's, like, no blood. She falls out of frame. But nobody ever reacts to her dying. So she okay, so that like, was my question. That was one of the hangups. So yeah. she doesn't fall out of frame. She just falls over. Because when you see that shot in between, yeah. she's she's laying in front of Kelly's feet and the computer is right behind her. And Kelly's yeah. just <laughs> it, it it's so it's it's weird. And it makes me feel like there was a kill there, but they cut it out, or I, I don't know, but it's it. I know those scenes, to my knowledge, 
based on what I was seeing. Th- those were some of the last scenes shot mm-hmm. for the movie. Heard. So it makes me wonder if that got cut out or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, okay, that, that, that bit's a little weird, but it is cool seeing Robert England out of makeup yeah. as himself playing mm-hmm. like a, you know, yeah. this uh, protagonist to you know, a serial killer. So an opposite of what you'd expect him to be doing. A kind yeah, and, like uh, zombie strippers all have, over again. You know? <laughs> oh, for real. And he, uh, in like this Donald Pleasance, you know, uh, kind of a uh, vibe <laughs> with his outfit and stuff like that, you know? So uh, they go oh, running it was outside. A, it was as subtle as a brick. <laughs> oh, yeah. They go running outside. Leslie's geeking out. He's like, oh, we got an Ahab. And Taylor's like, yeah, we got Abraham. Well, what's, what's an Ahab? And, you know, he's like, you know, it's this it's, it's guy. And she's like, I don't dude, read. <laughs> I, I does not compute what what is happening right now. And they dude, go I wanted take to off marry going. Taylor in this movie. I, I went dude, to school dude. in Texas. <laughs> I don't know what an Ahab is. <laughs> I was like, but she's, I love how you, so enthusiastic great. you are about what I love. <laughs> That's adorable to me. In, <laughs> it it what I kind of love about that scene specifically is she's kind of been weird up to this point, but now they're like having fun together and they're yeah. like enjoying this whole thing, and that's what kind of does confuse me a little bit as the film goes on and how she reacts to the killing later is it's like, but he killed someone earlier and you <laughs> but didn't, you like, saw him fuck. kill the librarian, but yeah yeah, but it wasn't a problem when he did that, but you know they go back to Scott Wilson's joint at this point. And uh, they're like, oh, you know, here's the Ahab. Here's what this is. And it, it kind of makes you realize that, like, again, bringing it back into the world of, like, if you're a serial killer as a, like, day job, like, that's what you do. You know, having that type of character coming after you is, like, that's, like, a huge honor. Because, hey, it's, 100%. like, all, all the best, like, Jason has Tommy Jarvis, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's, like, uh, you know, you got to have that you know opposite character you know that has that's, batman absolutely you need to have that dynamic and he got it as a new newcomer in this age of, mm-hmm. of killers you know that would be a really big deal that's like getting promoted to manager your first year working at a place mm-hmm. and like you know what i mean it's just it's <laughs> you're a it fucking such, god <laughs> it's just like dude this is crazy you know so it's uh it, it Again, putting yourself in those shoes and like understanding that mentality was just—I loved it. That that mm-hmm. was such a cool thing. And again, seeing Robert England in a role like that is just so awesome. And my favorite part about the celebration is Eugene. You know, being the old mentor is still trying to keep Leslie on track, mm-hmm. make sure that he's ready for what is actually to come. Because they've been plot, or he has been plotting this for a while. Not Eugene, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leslie has, and he drops, I'm, I'm a big fan of Easter eggs. I'm a big fan of foreshadowing and stuff like that. And he drops again, one of those lines that this movie has been so good at mm-hmm. for, uh, for explaining stuff. <laughs> Eugene leans in and goes, so you do have the red herring for her already. Right. Uh-huh. And if you haven't seen this movie before, you don't know that we've been red herring the entire time. There mm-hmm. has been a lot of good dialogue, like telling you that it's coming, but like mm-hmm. that, that was like the last, like, okay, you either figured it out by now or you don't like, and mm-hmm. you're, and you're going to know about that in the actual kill house. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And it, it, I feel like, like a lot of people don't pick up on that right away. So when the big twist does come, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh shit. 
like th- this is crazy you know so it's uh i i know my first time watching i didn't see any of that coming and obviously mm-hmm. we'll get to it very soon but it's uh it's such an interesting thing that they do in this like just the the way and the direction they take it is just uh so masterful and again with the red herring comment they they are literally putting it in front of your face like mm. hey things are not what they seem right now get ready hey, for it. hey are like, fighting each other you know i i'm i'm in the corner still laughing about the the fucking uh cgi thing and it's yes. just it's it's um it's a wild ride but i uh, do want to i i don't even know that it's worth mentioning at this point but i do want to point out that the first like not immersion break but the first break that we get from found footage into like the actual film itself happens mm-hmm. in this library sequence. yeah 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 so I'm going to go hard and fast in the in the uh, sense that I don't believe that Taylor and company saw the murder, mm-hmm. saw the librarian go down because I feel like that could be. Seen, yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like we would have seen that in found footage mode if they intended us to see that. that That's way, a fair disconnect. Sure. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I'm just going to die on that hill anyway because okay. well, they were they <laughs> were join you there <laughs> cool they were in the library. But again, we don't know what they actually saw because there was even mm-hmm. like you're right. When Leslie didn't have the mask on and he's like slipping through the bookshelves like a fucking yeah. ninja and he's just like, where, where'd he go? I, I can't catch him. Where, where'd he go? And he pops up over the shit, just like with blackout eyes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's wackadoodle. And then there's that, that shot of him like jumping. Uh, on the top of the bookshelves, and I'm, I'm like, on the wall now, bitch. It's like he's like, Ugh. it like just strikes a pose and then hops off. Parkour. Like, that was the other thing too. Is like, uh, uh, Doc actually shoots him, and that's what they're talking about with Eugene. Did he shoot you? Yeah, dude. Is that your first? Dude, time yeah, he shot, shot me. Yeah, in the shoulder. Felt great. I was wearing a vest. <laughs> like, it's fine. Dude, it, Page that, Master was crazy. Page Master was crazy. Horror. <laughs> it's <just> so <laughs> crazy. Oh my god. Uh, but uh um, so they uh they the the next scene in this I I feel the one of the best showcases in Nathan's acting 100%. is in one of the upcoming scenes uh mm-hmm. where where we kind of find out more about who Leslie actually is. Uh right. because our, our whole group kind of they decide they want to go talk to leslie's uh final girl yeah we have that quick scene in the diner where like and that's where they meet doc holler and yeah. they kind of have a conversation there um which is kind of interesting because you again one of those things you don't really uh get to see in a typical movie where those people kind of have that interaction uh where they kind of get some backstory like that uh, but you know, he's kind of like, Oh, you know, what's he calling himself now? This, you know, you don't mm-hmm. know what you're, what you're dealing with. And that, that kind of goes to show in a, in a reality sense that if you're doing a documentary or following somebody in a sense of this kind of thing, like you don't really know what you're going to get in, and especially in that time period, like we're talking early two thousands, this was filmed in probably 2005 came out in 2006, you know, Craigslist was like, relatively newer meeting people up you meet off the internet like it's just like you know it's like who 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 are you dealing with who are you meeting with and stuff and it's like it, it feels like a, a total warning there you know and uh so they decide to go confront leslie and his reaction to this whole thing he has one very hilarious line that i feel like isn't supposed to be because he's like reaming taylor mm-hmm. in the he's scene bad. like talking about when he it. fucking chokes her 
Oh my god, dude! <laughs> like that, that got scary for a second. That's the first moment where you're like, okay, this guy's like, this guy's not safe. Like, yeah. But you notice like, Todd and Doug didn't say anything, dude. They did nothing, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like it, it, it dudes crazy. in the back, like. I know. Yeah, let's, let's keep rolling on this. This is good shit, man. But he's like, can you do that again? <laughs> Leslie, Leslie's over here. Like I told you not to talk to her. And what did you do? You just go do it anyway. He's like, I, he's like, I can all the things I've shown. He's like, I've, I've shown you turtles and all kinds of stuff. People <laughs> yeah. never get to see. And dude, when he says that, I just, I lose it yeah. every time. I'm like, he's so serious that he showed her his turtles. turtles. You saw my turtles. <laughs> And it's just, it's, but then, but then, yeah, she, she like in his face is all like, oh, you know, you ever been to Reno and he grabs her and pins her against the van and they kind of have this moment and it's like, oh my God, this guy's like fucking scary. Like, holy kind shit. Of like this gross, like abusive relationship. Cause he like chokes her against the van and just yeah. says, get in the van. She's like, okay. And then he yeah. looks over at Doug, get in the van. He's like, okay. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's, like, she, 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 she's beating the shit out of Doug. And then like Leslie's beating the shit out of her. And it's like, oh my God. Like it's, uh, it's like, geez, dude. Except she's like emotionally damaging Doug through the whole thing. I feel like Doug and Todd always like chiming in with like silly stuff. Then back her, she's always like, stop. And they'll be like, no, these guys are hilarious. Let them say stuff. Uh, and they're like the most logical, especially towards the end with some of the actions they do. Um, but you yeah, can't let me get away. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Chase the doughboy. Chase is so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, and it's like this is kind of that whole turning point where he's basically like, "Listen, you guys can stick it out and see this through with me, or we can split ways right now, and we never have to see each other again." And I feel like upon rewatching multiple times, you kind of see at this point what he's planning. Yeah. And the way he's like kind of planting these seeds and the way he's talking and trying to keep them, he's like, he's totally like gaslighting them and like manipulating them into wanting to be around and stay. And um, Taylor being so invested in this does decide like, Hey, yeah. Cause that moment like out in the field at that, like sunrise where they're like kind of talking and they, she's like, yeah, let's, let's keep doing this. Um, a is a beautiful shot. I, oh, I, like, yeah. I love Absolutely. I love that that scene. And then we get into the, like that montage of him explaining like, here's what I did to rig the house. Here's what I did to this and this and this. And that's kind of one of my favorite montage scenes is him kind of explaining what's going to be happening that mm-hmm. night, you know, because it, it, it does jump back and forth a lot between like theatrical and mm-hmm. found footage. But it's actual footage you see later in the movie, but yeah, 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 differently because exactly. they do kind of do that freeze frame back rewind. <laughs> and there's that, there's that bit where he's talking about when the, the girl and the guy decide to have sex in the basement. And she's like, really? He's like, hey, who's telling the story when her boobs come out? <laughs> I'm like, Dude, that cracks me up every yeah, yeah. time. So funny. But um, the way he's like explaining, like, you know, you nailed this. You nailed the door shut. You know, I. I cut all the weapons, so if you swing it, it's gonna break. And it's like, hopefully, you don't hit me on the first one. You know, yeah, and because <laughs> uh, we like to say, Mark that. And, <laughs> and it, it it's so crazy because again, when you watch a movie, and someone goes to you, said shit always breaks. Somehow the doors <laughs> never open. This window won't break, and it's just like, 
oh my god but it's like it's so well planned and thought out mm-hmm. that it's like it's just masterful in the way he explains it and it's kind of got that voiceover and you're seeing it all play out how he's planning in his mm-hmm. head in that theatrical it's just it's so well done i just i eat that shit up during the uh interview sequence where because it, it's cutting back to like them doing the diane sawyer shit you know mm-hmm. And he he drops a line. Like you should ask that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she drops a line. Uh, Taylor does when they, he's talking about like the phallic empowerment of the axe and everything and what that represents in like conjunction with with the birth canal. She goes, "Oh, so you're a uh, you're pro life and a chauvinist." Got it. <laughs> yeah, so, and he's just sit there quiet, and then it just moves on to the next scene. But he's like, she, she's empowering herself with cock, with and it's cock. just it, the way he says cock in that. Dude, it's like that bit from Wanderlust when uh, yeah, Paul Rudd's like in the window. He's like, "You gonna take it? You gonna My take erection that selection? Yeah. <laughs> that dick, <Yeah. laughs> dude! I it, it oh fucking slays me every time. I got some Jim Carrey vibes from Nathan's performance in this scene. Too. Absolutely, absolutely. It's just it's so lively and animated. And you're yeah. like, you buy that this is a real guy, you know, and. It feels I, I like, like eternal sunshine in a blender. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does. I, I love the line when he's talking about the, he's like, so if the closet is the womb, what does that make the apple orchard? And she's like the birth canal. And he's like, yes, exactly. He's like, see, you're getting, and he's like, it's, it's all like, and he says, that it's Yannick, Yannick references. Yannick <laughs> references. And she's like, what's that? He's like, it's uh, it's uh, you know, lady girl parts. parts, girl parts, you know, he's like, oh, <laughs> it's like, it's it's just it's so fucking funny just the, the, his way of over explain be pretentious and he has to be uh you know it's, it's vagina like it's right. so he's doing so and it's funny because you think about it and you're like nathan was doing ryan reynolds comedy style before ryan reynolds with ryan reynolds a- absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely it's like ryan reynolds saw this movie and made it his whole personality downloaded it yeah my 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 favorite part of this whole interview was actually when he was putting on his makeup and he was explaining like the layers that he was putting on he's like okay mm-hmm. this helps if I get lacerations or cuts or whatever, he's like, but mm-hmm. I put my own flare on it. This part is fl- flame retardant, which I think is pretty sick. <laughs> which is pretty sick. And he's like doing the makeup. And he, he's like, um, it's like a preparation age formula boxers use so they don't swell up. And, he's like, it's like, and then he makes out like gnarly face where he's like. <laughs> the, the face he makes after he's just going like a. And like kind of frowns a little bit. And like. So I don't good. think it's meant to be funny, but it cracks me the hell up. <laughs> but that makeup is like, it, it's like he's just putting on this war paint and he's like getting so yeah. intimate with it. And it's the moment when Taylor's like, you love her, don't you? And he's like, I love the idea of her. And it's like that moment, that's where it kind of, for me, my first time watching is kind of started to click where I'm like, is he Same. talking about her? Thing. Like mm-hmm. it's is there's something going on here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he gives uh, her a little look after she kind of acknowledges yeah. what he means by that. It's kind of it's again, it's not a throwaway look that was completely intentional. Mm-hmm. Um, but you will miss it if you're not paying attention to it. Their okay. their chemistry on screen is absolutely incredible. And I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. and I watched a behind the scenes thing today, and I didn't know this until actually very recently, but apparently when they auditioned to be in this movie, they auditioned together. Mm. So from the day they oh. auditioned for this movie up until they filmed, they were doing stuff together, which I think is really cool 
So I think that's where a lot of that comes from is uh, they probably saw that chemistry with them right that day of that audition. We're like, yeah, it's these two like guaranteed, you know, cause I, I don't think anyone else could have done it. They are so perfect in every oh, frame yeah. they're in together. Like, it's just, they're, they're amazing. It's, it's, I, again, I just, I can gush about it all day, but it's, uh, this whole bit, like they're, they're really recognizing like that it's time, you know, he's got the mask. He has that moment where he's like, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm living my dream. I'm achieving it. He starts to cry. He's like, I'm so happy. This is like my Christmas. And he's like, I was in tears when he was crying. <laughs> they're like holding hands in the barn. He's like, it was I'm sweet. so happy. It's, 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 it's sweet and wholesome, but it's like hilarious. But it's all like, bro, you're about he's to about to kill like seven days. people. <laughs> and that's the part where like I crying. personally. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You're fine. I was just saying, that's the part where I was personally like, I don't care if he kills people. I love this man. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's like, he's he's a ter- he's a, he's like one of those villains you'd love to hate. Like, yeah. it's like, you shouldn't be cheering for this guy, but it's like, you're kind of like, you're pulling for him. You're like, man, go kill him good. You know, go get, and, go get your survival girl, boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're in the house. And I don't know why, it, but it's hilarious to me when he wears the mask on his head and the hair's like sticking like straight up. Like, it, he looks like a shit I posted today when they were like out front of the van. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. And, you know, they get up and there's like, all right, everything's in place. Uh, so he's like, they're in there. He's like, any second now, they hear the door close and the 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 kids are in there. They start fooling around. He's they like, start All right. the lights go off in different yeah. sections of the house. So he's like, he gets his mask on, he goes out, and then you just hear the most horrific squelching noises as he mm-hmm. starts like massacring these kids. And the the Todd, Doug, and uh, uh, Taylor are like, uh, fuck, he just killed two people. Holy shit. And he comes back in, he's happening. like, All right, it's going good. He's like covered in blood. And she's like, Ah, don't even touch me. What? Turn the camera no. off. This is over. Come on, that, get outside. That, it, get it, it, outside. <laughs> like, let's go. He's like, you've got that look. You know that look of we got to do something. And, <laughs> and it's like it, it again. It, it kind of shows that these people are so good in these roles. Like, oh my god, um, that that moment of when they're out there talking and and he's like, you know what? Just go. Just fucking leave. Just because I'm gonna finish this. This is my thing. And you guys go do whatever. And he storms back in. And then Taylor has them over. We we got to stop this. We have to do something. And I just want to uh, pause you there for a second. Yeah. Because leading up to that exchange where she finally says we do have to do something. She's holding his hands against her face and everything. And you can see it in her eyes. The mm-hmm. fact that she knows how desperately she doesn't want him to go through with this and she yes. can, he can just walk away at any point she knows that he's not going to change course and she's going to have to be responsible for either his death you want to talk about the final yeah. girl awakening you know what i mean that kind of thing that we talk I, about you know what i'm I saying the final girl awakening was, was her telling doug and fucking todd that car's not gonna start <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> There's no reason to go out to the van, guys. Absolutely, <laughs> and it's it, it's it it is a moment like where it was so cool. It was breaking it, it, from the comedy, and you were feeling yeah. something. You know, I feel like too. I don't know what the time frame is from when the movie starts to when this happens. They don't really mm-hmm. talk about that at all. But I, in my head, it was always like a couple weeks. Like they're spending a couple weeks with this yeah, guy, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. leading up to this. Like they almost made it sound like it was almost like a month time. Yeah. He's got like habit. six weeks of cardio in. Yeah, because he's, he was talking about how much time they had until the blood moon 
when he's supposed to like make his reappearance. And he says it's like, like five or six weeks. So it's like a month or so that they're with this guy. And it's like, obviously she's gonna start caring about this person and like her involvement mm-hmm. with this whole thing. Cause they even say later, no spoilers. I mean, obviously spoilers, but uh, <laughs> that they're part of the equation. They are a part of mm-hmm. what is happening right now. Cause they have footage, they have evidence. They've interviewed this guy They, you know, so it's like, like you said there, Eric, like, you know, she's going to be responsible for either these kids dying, him dying, him being arrested, something happening. They have involvement with it now. And uh, yeah, that that whole bit, because this is also a turning point that we see in her, mm-hmm. Leslie and the film as a whole, as we switch over to where from this point through the rest, it is full on theatrical Mm-hmm. film it's no longer mockumentary style the, the imagery did come the from the top too and just kind of fucking oh the, the way side. they do yeah. that because they literally put you <laughs> into the, they, they put you into, into the movie literally <laughs> drop you in it's it's absolutely masterful the imagery um, with shit like that is always for me is like where you see V from V for Vendetta flick the first domino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here we Absolutely. go. Absolutely. You know? It's and like, all right, game time. Go. <laughs> I think that's why I love Leslie so much. It's like, that was the whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You were and, all part of my master mm-hmm. plan. <laughs> yes. And uh, this is the part where, you know, they, they rush back in and they try to put it into things and they slowly start realizing, okay, we know what he's going to do, but somehow he's like a step ahead and things are not happening the way he said it was. So they're like, hold up. Fuck. She's Something, not a virgin. Something's weird. Yeah. Cause they're like, we got to find her. We got to save her. And then she's upstairs railing some dude. Oh, give it. Oh my God. <laughs> that's what he meant though. Was like, he knew that she wasn't a virgin because she was fucking him. Oh Yeah. <laughs> absolutely and and, you know it's just it it, it's such a crazy thing because i mean obviously they run in they tell these kids about like whoa who are you guys and they're like oh you know something horrible is gonna happen and it's like we're the kids that are expendable (laughs) we need to go tell them they're in the basement and she's like no we can't why it's too late the lights go down and you hear the scream and it's like oh fuck yeah, you know, it's just like he said oh the man, thing. he said the thing. He <laughs> said he, the, 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 the clicker. <laughs> oh my god! But you know what I love about this is they do make Leslie larger than life. Like I said, in every mm-hmm. shot he's in, because from this point on, every shot you see, him, he's outside with his arms out and his head. Like mm-hmm. every shot he's in, he's like a fucking rock star, dude. Like oh the shots, yeah, the, the shots went like. It is a little bit ahead, but when they're trying to start the van and they see him in the rear view and he flips the he scythe, flourishes like, oh, the scythe. Oh, yeah. dude, it's so sick. He practiced uh, the, that. Dude, dude it, that that you know he's wind- in front of a mirror spinning that thing all he's the like, time. Yeah, that looks fucking that great. window <laughs> grind is one of my favorite kills of all time. Because oh, he, he, yeah. he just goes <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> so insane. And it's like and this is such a cool scene because, again, you see Taylor really taking control of the situation. And like you said, when she's Still like, yeah, not like, accepting not responsibility start. for what she not, has not, caused. No, <laughs> not, not accepting responsibility quite yet. But she is being very much like, all right, that car is not going to start. We got to go here. But then Doug, Doug and Todd also being like, OK, we know what he's going to do. Let's let's try run and do this. But they're running on all these hiccups where he's like, shit, he's already killed these guys. That that wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to happen yet. And they're like kind of starting to realize like, okay, 
he's been planning for us to be in this this yeah. whole time. A plan and, within a plan. Like, yeah. And also, like, even like let's take let's take that concept out for half a second, right? Like, let's take away from the idea that they were part of this grandier scheme. Regardless, all they have is the information that he has chosen to give them yes. through this entire fucking yes. film. Yes. <laughs> Then I'm going to be here. Baited by trap card. (laughs) (laughs) You dumb bastard. (laughs) So solid. Oh, Derek, you cut out. There you are. Well, almost. Am I there? Can you hear me? There you are. Okay, cool. All right. Technical difficulties. I think yep. I tripped on my wire. I thought, uh, we, but, were, I thought we were both about to get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Eric disappeared. Right? It's like, oh, God. Not uh, my Wi-Fi. <laughs> it, it's like I'm about to get killed because my Wi-Fi cuts out. And then it's like Leslie comes in and kills me. Uh, so, if you yeah, had been I mean, wearing the mask when you came back on. <laughs> <laughs> it's um because, again, it feels like they have not totally bought into what he's telling them or being a part of or not. Because the shock when he actually does go through with it and starts killing people that I, I would be so frazzled in their, their shoes. They're like, OK, what has he told us? What do we know he's going to do? How truthful is he with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like he's clearly lied about his identity up to this point. He lied about his background, where he comes from, what he did. It's like I I could not imagine being in their shoes with this situation and, and having to navigate that, you know, because, again, he even showed them spark plugs. I don't feel like getting run over tonight. And it's just like their tires are all slashed. They have no spark plugs. And it's like they're, this is a time before cell phones were very prominent as well, you know? So it's like, fuck, what are you going to do? You know? So it's, they, they really have, I'm over here, Leslie. You can't let me get away. It's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) That bit. I'm telling you, Todd doing that is, uh, or was that Doug? No, that was Todd. Uh, Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's like the best bit ever. Todd's the guy. Because it's just like, dude, he, (laughs) Todd died for our sins. And, uh, you know, he's going to sacrifice himself. (laughs) Yeah. When he takes off running and, uh, he gets, and he's like trying to get through the fields that, you know, were like tilled with blood. And he's like, oh shit. And he's like slowing down because it's like, he can't keep up in this moment. Like, genuinely, like, it's kind of silly, but at the same time, really horrifying. Because he's like, hey, Leslie, it's me, Todd, you know, like trying to be mm-hmm. like, oh, it's me, I'm funny. He's trying to We're personify like, him. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. when he takes he takes Leslie's mask off and Leslie's just staring at him and just grabs his head. He's like, oh, God. And Leslie snaps his neck. And it's like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is insane. He just slides the mask back on and then just walks away like it's nothing. And uh, a super horrifying moment because again if it's someone you know and you've become acquainted with that has now done a total 180 Mm -hmm. and just like snaps his neck and it's like jesus christ dude like that is intense you know so it's uh and it's part of what this movie does so well is like it drops that gravity 
mm-hmm. really quickly. And I, I think like it, it put, it puts a lot of people off edge with how much humor is in it. And then sh- like when you get to towards the end of this movie and even mm-hmm. like in the library scene, like shit starts getting very real, very fucking quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. It gets very, very serious. And, uh, and it, it becomes a true horror film, you know, and it, you get to where the last of the group at this point, it's, uh, cause Kelly Leslie, falls out a window. <laughs> yeah. Kelly does fall out of a window. <laughs> and, uh, they're, so we're down to what it's, uh, you have uh, Doug and Taylor and then the final girl and the dude she was railing or yeah. that was railing her. Yeah. Uh, no, she was railing him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was, she was a uh, reverse cowgirling it up in there. Yeah. Um, so she, Classy lady. Oh my god yeah, i've yeah, seen she, that at the local like fucking mechanical bull bar yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was not her first rodeo um so yeah they're all Very like nice. together in the barn and they kind of do that fake out where before you see the guy going up and he gets got with the hay hooks yeah yeah, so yeah. you're going up you're like oh shit and then it doesn't happen at first so you're like oh okay and that's what's really cool about this whole bit is you're kind of going through all the stuff he showed you before, mm-hmm. but it's playing out differently than what it did before. Because yeah, some but scenes will same. sync up, but some scenes really won't. Yeah. Um, and this is where Doc Holleran shows back up and gets bonked on the head with a <laughs> Doug fucking shovel. Doug hits the shit out of Dude, Doc Dude, he looney tunes the fuck out of him. Like, just whack. They're like, Jesus. He kind of looks the at one Doug guy, and he's like, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> so funny um but we have like a really sweet scene because after uh the one uh the the final girl and that guy get uh their comeuppance uh you know doug decides to stand up for taylor and he's Kinda. like i guess he's like, oh, no, he tries to i love her you're gonna very, have to go uh, through mal- me He's like, I love her, man. You're gonna have to go through. He's just like, whack, whops his head off the fucking wall, and it's like, oh my god, he falls over. Tails like, he through the window. Like, well, also, <laughs> so like I said, he's so milady about it, and he's like, I love her, man. You're gonna have to go through me, unless it's like, right? Like, yeah. move, he moves bitch. all eighty pounds of him out of the way. Into the... I don't remember. I don't know if you remember this or not, but I'm a killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, dude. He just used a post hole digger to rip somebody's heart out, homie. Like, you're you're not gonna stop this hand. guy. It just flopped. I wanted that dude so badly to be laying there holding his heart to say something like, "Oh, whoa, bro," you know. Like... <laughs> I know, because it's like one of the stoner guys who you yeah. like expect him to say something funny, but yeah. you don't know, know. That but is one of my. But his heart's been this. taken out, so yeah, it's like, oh. But um, this is like the kind of the cool moment where Taylor arms herself with the axe. She goes and into, is the into the womb. Into in, the into the womb. That shot with the rays of light coming through the orchard and her walking mm-hmm. through, where she's like, she now has the tank top on and she's all like bloody and grimy and it's yeah. true final girl form. She walks in the like, air and dude, can run. Oh my god, dude, she's such a badass in this. Like truly, because this is like her Momo. She's like she is a feral beast and she's gonna fuck his day up. She I want to uh, come get some. I want to point yeah. out something really important about this scene because, like, with the antithesis of her becoming like mm-hmm. the final girl, was earlier, like you were talking about. There's these mm-hmm. layovers between uh, the story that Leslie is telling and the story that happens. Mm-hmm. 
and the story that Leslie is telling uh, and he's explaining how he fucked up all of the first things that you would grab. Mm -hmm. It was the double sided axe that was loosened and would Mm -hmm. fuck up on the first swing. What she picked up was the fireman's axe on the back mm-hmm. side of it. And yep. I was like, my girl is fucking learning. Yep. <laughs> and, and it's kind of cool because some of the scenes you see Taylor in is she's doing the things that Leslie's final girl was doing in his mm-hmm. story yeah. that he was telling. So you get to see her living through that, which is really cool. And like you said, yeah, she goes past all the stuff that he said, oh, you know, here's how I fucked all these things up. And then goes right so it's like seeing that come to kind of its full circle moment you Mm -hmm. know and i will say the ending is kind of abrupt i do wish there was a more played out scene with her and leslie because there is like a little bit of a struggle before she kind of gets the upper hand on him um but she does prevail and gets his head inside of a uh an apple press Mm -hmm. uh that was shown uh earlier in the film and uh, in a very horrific way, she kind of like brings it down on his head. And uh, it's just such an emotional, like very mm-hmm. like intense scene where she's like <laughs> twisting it and you hear it crunching and Leslie kind of works his mask off. And before she finishes it, he's like, I, I always knew it was you. And then she just <laughs> kills him with it. And it's like, it, it's that moment is like, it's so poetic and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just, and it's, I, I'm saying like someone getting their head crushed is beautiful, but you know, Always. you uh, are a special effects artist. I, I'm an yeah. effects guy, so I, get, <laughs> I get a pass. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just that moment is just like amazing because then she just like douses it in gasoline, lights it up, and has her like screaming moment outside. And it's just like, it's so euphoric. Like, it's just, I, 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 those last, like I said, I wish it was a little bit longer there at the end. And mm-hmm. I always have, cause I wanted more with them at that mm-hmm. climax. Um, but I don't think it, it it's overly necessary. Like you get what you need out of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but this is the point where we see that Doug survived his head bonking. And, uh, so did Doc Holleran. Yeah, uh, from they, they both stabbing. made it out as well <laughs> and with his uh chest stabbing and <laughs> you know they uh they all kind of like wander off and live happily i was wearing a vest it was fine <laughs> yeah it was, it was a vest it's fine um but yeah and that's kind of where it ends i mean you get like your post-credit bit of uh leslie waking up burnt in the morgue mm-hmm. uh to so- psycho killer by the talking heads which is so perfect for this mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so i i, I kind of want to talk about this for a minute yeah. uh because uh, I understand what you mean by wanting to have like a longer mm-hmm. uh, like fight the final battle between the final yeah. girl or the survivor girl and Leslie in this case. But there's a comment the doc makes earlier in the movie. Uh, it's when she's explaining to um, I think it's actually at the diner. He's explaining to Taylor that he's he's just human. And he uses mm-hmm. the word specifically human. Just a man. Mm-hmm. Just a human. He is just a man. Mm-hmm. And I and they think... say that at the end after he's been killed. Yeah. But he's holding her. He says he's mm-hmm. just a man. Yeah. And I think with this, I mean, being called the rise of Leslie Vernon, mm-hmm. I think that's what this whole concept was about, was him finding it. Because 
like I talked to Eric about it. I think that there is a level of supernatural that exists, obviously, in mm-hmm. this plane with having like uh your Friday the thirteenth and your nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Streets and your Halloweens all working within this ethos. But he like first of all, when they set the place on fire, I was like, Well, at least his eye makeup's fl- uh flame retardant. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's gonna be just fine. He's gonna look fresh. He's gonna yeah, look that, that makeup's gonna be on fleek, man. <laughs> <laughs> but this whole story, no matter what character you look at, revolves around Leslie Vernon becoming the next slasher, becoming the next big character. Mm-hmm. And that ending scene was so important to me because it was him becoming something more than human. Mm-hmm. Do you think he Obi-Wan Kenobi'd it? <laughs> Did you? <laughs> Taylor, if, Taylor, if you strike me down now, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly well, in, in, and And I think in, in a way, yes, because if you think about it, it's almost like he treated this whole thing as like a ritual in a way. And yeah. it's like he, he had to be able to do, this was like his, um, uh, what this was him paying his dues. This is him, you know, getting his foot in the door and transcending to become that killer. And he's like gone through all the preparation and all the things that are needed. He's to just levitating. <laughs> yes, he's just like, ah, you know, it's like, uh, like, quote, I mean, lose, it, it, right? It did, yeah. And it's it, like, in a way, this, this movie's kind of like an episode of regular show where it like stops, it starts <laughs> off really normal and then it just goes off the fucking rails. Apocalypse and, scenario and, <laughs> within five minutes. Yes. And it's like, so it's like, you know, I, the way I see it, because at the end it shows that he has transcended. He has become that legendary killer because the new one was supposed to be before the mask, the return of Leslie Vernon. So it was going to be like kind of like a prequel and sequel telling about where he came from, how he came up with all of it. And then where is he now? And um, it's just it was very interesting them deciding to go that route with that like post credit scene to be like, no, he he is still alive and he will return, you know, and um I, I like that, again, it, it's not like, you know, a uh, Loomis being like, oh, the the evil, you know, and it's all it's like, <laughs> no, nope, he's just a man. He can't hurt you anymore. And like giving that level of like grounding to it, like it's, mm-hmm. it's nothing, you know, you, you finished him. It's all fine, you know, because I know what he is because I've. You know, he that was a psychiatrist, you know, you can trust me. <laughs> I'm Robert England. I'm your pal. Uh, I'm a doctor. <laughs> you know, I'm a doctor. Trust me. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's just it's it's cool that that they kind of gave that little almost like a supernatural <laughs> twist or nod to it at there at the end for sure. <laughs> well, this is the point where we usually get into final thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. Eric, Eric, what is your final thought on this? Um, I want a sequel really badly, mm-hmm. really badly. Because I don't, I love, and it's not about like, you know, it's going to sound like I'm getting super emotional and I kind of am, <laughs> but I, do you want me to hold your hand yeah. at the top of a barn? Oh, let's do it. I'm just so <laughs> happy <laughs> that we're not watching Twilight. I'm so, A, I'm happy that we're not watching Twilight. Thank Can that be the next we actually got to, we watched a good movie for the first time in a month and a half, dude. I know my brain, <laughs> my brain is pudding, pudding, <laughs> but I don't want 
this to be the only movie that we get in this world with these characters because it was mm-hmm. that good. And you know, there's a part of me that in in a in like a Hulu sense, like an FX series sense, if you end it before it has time to get bad, you keep the purity of it. <laughs> so I can appreciate it being a one-off and just let it be what it is because that makes it so much more whole and complete and everything. Mm-hmm. But I just really want a sequel. Mm-hmm. And and he never says that shit. Mm-hmm. Ever. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. You know, I I do want a sequel to this. I've always wanted a sequel to this. And I'm always like, you know, there's so many movies that are fine as they are that get terrible sequels. And there's so many shitty movies that get worse sequels. Mm-hmm. And there's shitty movies that have better sequels. You know, there's there's a lot of that out there. And I've always been like, why does this movie have to be like it's just this lone film? Mm-hmm. And I feel like no matter what you do with it, like it, it how, how do you one up what they've already done? And I've heard from people that have read the script for one of the proposed sequels that it, it was hailed as being as good, if not better than the original, Fuck which me. You know, that, that, <laughs> that's what I've heard. But I know that different s- scripts have been done for the sequel. So it's like, it's changed a lot through the years. I mean, you know, cause we're, we're nearing, we're two years away from the 20th anniversary of that film, mm. which is crazy to even think about. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that it's like, you wait this long, it might not be as good. And and like Eric said, you know, you kind of preserve the what makes this one so special by it being what it is. And it's, uh, I, I feel conflicted. I do want a sequel. If the mm-hmm. sequel happens, I want to be involved with it so bad. But if not, then you know what? Someday I'll buy the rights and I'll I'll fucking remake it. Then yeah. I don't I don't even care. Like, I will do whatever I, I, you well, want on that project. I was gonna. Well, yeah. so like, I will dude, do I, anything. I I'll be I'll be your stoner, Derek. Shoes, dude, like I don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Like use me as a footstool, man. Please. I want to be Please. on that movie. Oh my god! And I think the problem is when they went to make the sequel. Originally, they did Kickstarter. But it was before Kickstarter or Indiegogo were really prominent for funding movies. So yeah. it was so far ahead of its time as a yeah. film. And then making the sequel was so far ahead of its time that I'm like, I think if they tried to do it now, I think it I think it would do great. I really do. Because it has a bigger fan base now than it ever has. Crowdfunding is way more prominent than it has ever been. Mm-hmm. And I just I feel like there's an independent film renaissance and now is the time for it. And, and that uh, is the legacy of Leslie Vernon. It is. It truly <laughs> is. Like, God damn it. Give me more, Leslie. More. It. <laughs> more. <laughs> John, what about you, dude? Final thoughts. Oh, man. I love this movie so much. I, and this was like, again, this was like John discovering a lot more indie horror uh in my younger years and like this was one of the films that i found a little bit later but like i fucking fell in love with the characters and the writing and the cameos i was like that's fucking kane hotter that's fucking (laughs) you know what i mean that's fucking uh robert england that's fucking zelda rubenstein and it was like it's funny because like you like with uh what derek's talking about with the renaissance of a lot of indie horror that is what's happening right now. You have people like, you know, Felissa Rose and Lynn Lowry and like all, uh, all of these people that are showing up in these films as like these legends. And now you get to have that on Indiegogo where it's like, Oh, well, 
now here's a perk where it's like, okay, spend 30 bucks. You get to help everybody out. <laughs> you get, you get to help out be part of the film and like all of this fun shit for, and get something out of it too. Mm-hmm. Um, and l- like you said, I think it was so far ahead of its time. And I think I'm on track with both of y'all. Like, uh, f- fuck everything else. Give us a se- Give us a sequel. Like, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, at this point, I would take one that was bad. Uh, <laughs> you know I mean? Honestly, <laughs> if Leslie's in it, like, I'm gonna watch it, man. Like, oh if, yeah, bring back everyone you can because I know Zelda and Scott have both passed. Yeah, and you know, I I hate to say it, but I'm gonna, you know, Robert England's not getting any younger. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know. So it's he just only like, does pro photo ops now. He does. I know. It. Like it's it, it's 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 at that point that it's like if they're gonna do it, they 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 need to because it's it's like it's a now or never situation because especially like you know I, just where everybody's at with their careers and stuff mm-hmm. like you just you never know what's gonna happen and uh, yeah. it, it it is it's now or never and I if next time I see Scott or I talk to Nathan I'm gonna be like what do we got to do man what do we got to do. Let's let's do it. You know what? You know what else might work though? What if we treated him since he exists in the world of Kruger and Meyer and everybody? What if we treated him like a Deathstroke kind of character, <laughs> where he just sort of appears in a movie as like a minor villain that has to get taken out first before he just drops down and fucking kills <laughs> yeah. somebody off you the know? fucking roof? Honestly, <laughs> sign me up for that because if he just started making little cameos, yeah. I would. I, I love it. In fact, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, uh, James Janice on the Dead Meat channel on YouTube, he does the kill counts. He mm-hmm. did an episode on this movie, and uh, he actually said he didn't care for the movie, which actually kind of blew my mind because uh, he, he has some crazy hot takes on movies. Love the guy, but wow. Uh, Nathan Basil shows up dressed up as Leslie Vernon in that episode <laughs> and like fake kills James. It I love is it. Uh, so and that's awesome. what I'm talking about. Yes. And it's like, if dude, if Leslie just became like a pop culture icon, yeah, it just started like showing up like that for like the fan base that he has. Like, Absolutely. Dude, yeah. well, let's get it. Like, yeah. or, or, you know, if they want to do a Victor Crowley versus Leslie Vernon movie, like behind the hatchet or something like, Hey, let's, let's. I would Adam love, Green, let's go. I would love to be like moderating a panel and then just like fucking <laughs> Nathan just starts pulling me off stage with the scythe in hand. <laughs> my dream, like, let's, my God, just all, take all my money. Let's, yeah. let's make that happen. <laughs> I would do that shit in a fucking heart. I would let him kill me. Honestly. Oh, yeah. And that could just. What a great so movie, good. though, Derek! Fantastic. I extend a warm thank you once again for suggesting this one, and not that hey, John didn't it suggest it like half a year ago to me, but it finally happened, and it's thanks to you that I have this in my. That's why I sandbag the good ones because people that come on our show want to watch movies that we love, as we found out during <laughs> Twilight. Abs- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Who do you watch Twilight with? Uh, no, it, we didn't, well, we had some guests, we had some local guests as, uh, um, but the reason we wound up doing it was, uh, Eric and I got in an argument and Eric was like, I think people want to see us watch twilight. And I being the egotistical prick that I am was like, there's no fucking way. That's fucking stupid. You're fucking stupid. And I went on, (laughs) I went on Instagram and, and did a poll and we have never gotten so many people 
so opinionated about it. Molly Souza fucking messaged me and was like, it's about teen angst. Watch it, you fucking coward. And I was like, <laughs> I'm oh. not going to lie. I feel like I voted for you guys to watch it. I'm pretty <laughs> sure I did. Like, Lucky no lie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, could, I, I, I think it was like a landslide on that it one. Was. too. It like, was. Oh 100%. My God. There so was funny. there was one person. There was one person that voted for us to not watch it. And it was John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tried to I tried to be Be fair. Be it. fair. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my yeah. god. Give them uh, what they want. But uh before we go, Derek, tell us a little bit about what you got going on. I know uh Lake Checkout just came out or yep. is a, is available through uh Ooh. What is the Scream name? Team. Scream Team. Scream yeah. Team has DVDs and Blu-rays available mm-hmm. now, which is super exciting. I just got my copy in today, actually. Thank Hell you for, yeah. Thank you for signing it, Derek. That was super of rad. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sick movie, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Also, I know Watchdog is on the horizon mm-hmm. right now, which also sick great movie, fucking film. Yeah. Fucking no. sick, <laughs> sick film. Um, and Stalked, I also know, is coming on the horizon right now oh yeah which... dude stalked is gonna be legit as fuck <laughs> dude when i saw that you were working with heather langenkamp i almost cried <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a, it was a cool experience she was only on set for like two days but it was uh it was Naturally. really cool getting to work with her i uh i got to work with uh scout taylor compton on that mm-hmm. one as well yeah. i did i did most of her uh effects makeup during the duration of that shoot so that was cool getting to work closely with her she was fantastic um but yeah, I, uh, Late Checkout is being released through uh, Scream Team releasing. Um, the technical street date for that is March 8th, uh, but they've been selling it at cons and stuff like that. It actually mm-hmm. sold out at Days of the Dead in Atlanta this past weekend, which was so sick. Uh, very thankful that so many people came out and picked it up. And uh, all the people came up and asked like people like myself, Molly and Bailey and Jaren and all the people that were there asked us to sign their copies. I mean, that was... That was a really cool feeling, I think. Um, so that um, I did a movie last year called XXXmas. Mm-hmm. That is out uh, through Monster Kid. So you can get that. Uh, Watchdog is on the horizon. Uh, uh, Dark Circles is on the horizon. Going to be coming out yes. soon as well. Dark, uh, yes. Dark, dude, Dark Circles was such a blast to work on. Um, House Among the Trees is going to be coming soon. I think You're on three- that too? Yeah, I did effects on that one. Dude, oh have you looked at my God. MTV? Like, I any did. I... Out, I pretty much worked on it. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, um, it's you and fucking Frank Dormani, dude. Like, dude, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Crust. Sean Whalen's yeah, director. Yeah, yeah. Crust, Crust is uh, finishing up right now as well. I just talked to Jaron on the phone about that one a couple days ago. But uh, I, 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 I'm going to shock a lot of people when I say this. I'm kind of taking a little bit of a step back from effects this year. I'm focusing more on me stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been doing a lot of photography. If anyone who follows me on social media sees mm-hmm. that I'm, yeah. I'm pretty deep in photography right now. Uh, I do have a couple movie projects I'm doing this year. Um, one is called Death Woods. Uh, the, the, actually, uh, what's today? Today's Monday. The trailer for that should be dropping within the next day or two, actually. Uh, and, uh, we filmed that last September and, uh, yeah, it's, it's like an 80 style grindhouse slasher. Uh, the director, uh, his name is Scott. He's, it's a first time director, but mm-hmm. you have me on effects, 
and producing along with Jaron Lewis, who is cinematographer and producing uh, Felissa Rose and Dave Sheridan are in it. We have uh, Miles Dimitri Baker, guitarist of Ice Nine Kills in it. Uh, we also have uh, fucking uh, Anna Clary's in it. Jessa Flux is in it. Elsie mm-hmm. Holt's in it. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, Celeste Blandon and uh, Jake Capronica are also in it. Jesus um, Christ. It is. It's an all star all star cast in this one. And, and uh, Tyler Horner's on that as well. Right. Tyler, Tyler Horner was one of our uh, gaffers on that. And I gotcha. think my, my, my boy, uh, Jakey Lutzko, who works crew for us all the time, might mm-hmm. be on it as well. Uh, so it's it's like the dream team on this one. And uh, we have a few surprises of other people that might be making appearances in this. Uh, Shady Morrow. Um, <laughs> uh, he's in talk. So so I'm going to I'm going to see if we can't get him in this. I really want him to be on it. So I'll ask him but, tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Harass him about it because I'm, <laughs> I've, I've been talking to him about it a lot. So hopefully we can get him involved as well. But uh but yeah, I mean, all we have, we have basically a trailer that we're going to be dropping, and then the Indiegogo will be dropping uh, about midway through the month for that as well. Uh, but I can assure you, you thought late checkout was crazy with the effects. You think anything you've seen me do is crazy <laughs> with the effects. Here I'm telling go. you, this is next fucking level. <laughs> like, it's, uh, dude, like, when I tell you that cold open, one of the kills, like, dude, I... I think he's got that ice nine dude. kills money now. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not gonna lie. Jo- you, Josh would be so pissed if I said this, but I'm gonna say it, and uh, I don't even care. Sorry, Josh. The one kill in the cold open slash trailer we did for Deathwoods, I think outshines all the kills in uh, late checkout combined. That just because it's so extreme and so out of the blue that it's like, whoa, and. Uh, <laughs> It, it, I'm not I gonna ripped lie. his eyes out through his anus. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you know? Uh, but no, it's uh, it it it's pretty fucking nuts. And for it just being like a, a sh- uh, like uh, the first five minutes of the movie is like this proof of concept cold open trailer, like whatever it is. Uh, there, the the kills are pretty gnarly in it. So, and if that's any indication of all the stuff we're going to be doing, I think people are going to be very, very happy with it. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Jesus Christ. That is so fucking yeah. exciting. I wrote it down in my oh, handy dandy notebook. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. No, be, be on the lookout. Cause we have yeah. a super sick poster for it as well. Uh, done by the amazing creepy Carver who did, uh, you know, the late check on every yeah, other yeah. movie poster right now. That dude is like, <laughs> man, he's, he's pumping out some good shit right now. I love that guy. Ah, so good. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's what we got going on. I, I tell people all the time, uh, follow me on the social media. I'm always posting about the stuff that's going on between Facebook and Instagram and all that good stuff. But uh, there's plenty of good stuff uh, on the horizon for sure. Lots of lots of gory, gross goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, before we get off here, we start talking about... Uh, this this whole journey and everything that's mm-hmm. uh to come in the patreon exclusive interview which make sure to check us out we also have mm-hmm. a free we have a free tier now as well where you can catch up on all of our recent articles and we try to make it so everything's kind of compartmentalized so that you guys can see everything that's our free content as well as all of the sick stuff we do with people like the lovely derek here uh <laughs> But uh, Derek, before we hop off here, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans? 
Oh my God! What do I say? I have fans. Holy cow! That's crazy. Well, uh, there's two here, so yeah. oh, 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 both <laughs> of them. Um, yeah. Just Thank you for everyone for you know obviously tuning into this. Thank you specifically. Look at that cute little face. Um, you know, oh, thank you guys uh, for for obviously for tuning in and listening to us ramble about this amazing movie. And thanks to everyone who's contributed to any movie I've ever worked on. Like the support means the world because of people like you. I can uh, live a dream I've had my whole life. And I, I tell everyone, if you have a dream that you want to pursue, you have something you want to do, by all means, do do it. Chase it. If it scares you a little bit, chase it even harder, because that means it's all the more worth it uh, when you do achieve those things. So uh, nothing is impossible. And uh, through Leslie Vernon, all things are possible. So get out there and do it. Make movies, make art, create and uh love each other and uh, as James Janice would say be good people <laughs> hell yeah brother well thank you so much for joining us Absolutely. and thank you guys for listening to another episode of under the floorboards where it creaks it cracks and we laugh at the creatures that go bump in the night